Ramble. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the plug. If you hear noise in the world, it's because we're filming in the middle of the office. We have cleared out the office for our Romeo and Juliet live stream. Oh, hey, Randy. Randy's almost hey, Randy. here. Sorry, Randy, was having, almost, Randy was having a snack. Randy's all, I'm also having a snack. I'm having this generic uh, peanut butter chocolate wafer thing, which is honestly delicious. Yeah, no, it's keep, a nutty bar. You can't is keep it? saying it and expect me to not. I, mean, I need a bite now. I just, I need to know. Now, nutty bars are something I would save up my allowance to have when I was a young boy. I'd bicycle wow. down to the corner store and have a box full of nutty bars for are my delight. Were you born in 1932? <laughs> I was. They were only a nickel. That's right. I, I, do you know, I, do you I think that's in the brain? You know, oh, looking good. I gotta eat 12 of these. Yeah, so, I mean, nice. yeah, you can fix the light. Yeah. I'm talking to this guy. Oh, yeah. Are you talking to me? Sorry, yeah. you said this guy. That man. pointed at me. The guy, the white guy with the glasses. White guy, I mean, that you gotta be more specific. White guy, tall with glasses. You're trying to fix one of the lights up there? Well, here's a question, Eugene. I'm not Eugene. Sorry, here's a question. <laughs> I'm your little mechanic. I'm mechanic Joe. <laughs> now, you've also been cast in the show that we're about to be doing here. Uh, and it's sort mechanic of a, Joe and his his uh never never turning off light bulb. <laughs> That's right. Mechanic <laughs> Joe the and his character never turning off. Never <laughs> turning <laughs> off. <laughs> we promise that the performances in Romeo and Juliet will be at as good as good. Yeah, <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you could tell if this light is fixed. My my one weakness is I can't yeah, tell if it lights is are on or not. Yeah, it is That's on. Not it's, a good weakness to have. I don't know how I became name. an electrician, but that's why I'm mechanic Joe. Honestly, I don't know why I'm here, Brady. I don't know what I'm doing. You're I had to turn on the audience. On the <laughs> Hell yeah. Because we have a live studio audience that, uh, much like the Romeo and Juliet, I mean, we're really selling it at this point, but much like the Romeo and Juliet live audience will be the audience of our staff that's working diligently, silently while we have wasted their time with this. Yeah. I told Eugene that it would be, Lion you know, he should say hi to the beginning of the podcast before he leaves, and I apparently I broke him. Yeah. yeah sometimes, you know, you see a ladder, you got to climb it, and you got to fucking construct some falsehoods. You know what I mean? <laughs> the last, so the last time the audience for the podcast saw you, you were in your home hot off of a big movie, and now you're Ladder Larry. Lion Ladder Larry. Lion, Lion Ladder Larry. Ladder Larry. Yeah. That's right. Preparing. This is part of the preparation for Romeo and Juliet Live. That's right. And to see a lot more Lion Ladder Larry. <laughs> yeah, he's a big part of the show. <laughs> he's a huge part. Because how show. else are people going to learn how to fix this light? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the light's on, I guess, right? Y'all know OSHA? I, no, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my mother. What you got to say? It's my mother. <laughs> OSHA's your mother. Jeez. Yeah, you know what they call it an OSHA violation. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Want to know? I don't want to know why it's called an OSHA violation if it's your mother. <laughs> well, it sounds like you know a lot about Keith. Yeah. So Lionel Ladder. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard to talk to Lion Ladder Larry. He's you yeah. know all full of lies. You know what? No, no. Keep going with your little trod. It's all. It's all good. Okay. Just do your thing. Do your thing. Keep going with our trod. You know he tries to call it a trog. A trog. Yeah, Travel. Yeah. Travel no, pod. It really doesn't make any sense. Trod. Travel, Travel podcast. Pod. Travel pod. Trod. Trod. Instead of plog, which mm. we've coined and licensed. And Trod plog. Freaking plog. Do we own, should, does anyone own plog.com? I don't think it's going to be a good website. <laughs> you guys. It's, it's available. Plog.com <laughs> redirects to Amazon. Huh. <laughs> what could why? Po- why could they possibly have wanted that domain? Plog.com. Purchase we're on to something. This is a, we're on the case. Purchase lots of goods.com. Purchase lots of goods.com. That kind of sounds like you got to rename it to the Trod. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, look up Trod.com. Look up Trod. See what it is. That's got to be a porn site as well, though. Yeah. Why do you think all these are porn sites? This goes to. That nope, available. That's available. <laughs> oh, wow. Trod is available? 
Okay, Eugene just dropped the mic. If you're, if you're an audio-only listener, you may have heard something happen, and it was Eugene dropping the mic. If you're an audio-only listener, I'm sure this is especially confusing. <laughs> Lying Ladder Larry, it would be quite the tough character to understand yeah. without a visual. So, uh, yeah, we have a Romeo and Juliet live stream coming up today. If you're watching this on the day that it releases tonight, uh, we have our very special live stream. You can watch it at tryguys.com slash Romeo. Uh, it's a very cool ticketed event, and we, this is, you're hearing this a week in advance, we've cleared out our entire office, I'm gonna fuck up the camera, okay, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. cameraman, cameraman, Corey, <laughs> it's me, cameraman cautious Corey. camera fan, cautious Corey, here, Corey. Camera very fan. cautious, here I come cautiously, yeah, he's cautiously. coming cautiously, um, yeah, so we're Joe, doing we, Romeo and Juliet, we're building a set in our office, so all the desks are gone, uh, and we are building this big old set right now. Land of curtains. Land of curtains. Land of curtains. Yes. <laughs> Cautious cameraman. I, for one, am curious to see. So what are some of the... Now, the premise of the idea is that you guys are doing Romeo and Jelly, but... And Jelly. Romeo, <laughs> Romeo and Jelly. It's a delicious <laughs> sandwich. Delicious. <laughs> Two toppings, both bad. alike in deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that the audience is going to vote on wacky, wild things for you to do that are going to affect the show. Right. Now, what's one of them getting pissed drunk or something? <laughs> well, actually, there are a couple of moments where... Uh, alcohol could be something you vote into the show. Wow. Really? Well, we have a lot of variables that you know can be artistically chosen. Like we take, like Juliet takes poison, right? Yeah. So what is the poison? Is it hot sauce? A is big it alcohol? <laughs> is it is it Nyquil? One of them because she does take a sleeping potion. It's like, well, that is a sleeping potion. So we have a lot of really fun things you can vote on. Some of these things are going to be props that are little. Some of these things are going to be like improv game layers to the scene. So mm. like the entire scene scope and the physicality of the scene could be affected. Mm -hmm. Some of it might even be changing characters in a scene or changing outfits throughout the scene. Mm -hmm. So it's very silly. However, outside of those silly elements, we're trying to do like true Shakespeare. We're trying to play it very straight while the world is sort of crumbling around us from the audience's choices. Yeah, it's like, how do we gamify one of the most classic stories that ever was? So we have uh, this incredible ensemble around us of professional actors, people who Shakespeare, Shakespeare actors, yeah, people who are members actors. of Shakespeare companies here in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's. I mean, the first read through, I was like still trying to understand the language, and yeah. they came blaring out of the cannon. I mean, I will say, I just saw you about ten minutes ago, head in hand, bent over your desk, stressed out. And Keith <laughs> walked in and went, "Well, so what this represents? What this is actually like? You guys were doing character work, and I haven't seen you that stressed out in a long time." I appreciate that. Well, yeah. it's interesting because my temperature check right now is the energy is a very joyous. You yeah. guys are very it's like fun. excited to be live. Is this like is it related to Romeo or is it related the theater? We're over a week away from it, right? Yeah. So we haven't like fully entered the the intense stress of like oh god i don't know my lines whatever uh, eugene is stressed oh my himself. god he's making everything look good eugene look at is, that eugene somehow used a scarf and became better looking than i've ever fucking looked yeah, yeah. This is, a curtain. Sorry, is it is it anyone is it a curtain? seen my scarf Jesus. <laughs> a new character. You're wearing, it's really unclear. You're wearing it. He's, he's wearing <laughs> it. It's me, Scatterbrain Sally. <laughs> Such a left field I character. I can't find my scarf. Oh my god. <laughs> so hard to stay on track. Lost yeah. man's feet. Oh goodness. I can't find my scarf. Oh, all done it again, Scott Eugene said, I don't have time to be in the podcast today. I have so many lines to memorize. <laughs> Which he does. Well, it's Eugene hasn't been in the podcast. It's just been various characters from the canon. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just telling you why Eugene's not here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we are basically taking two weeks off of work to just play theater. And Eugene is creeping around like a little... Like peeping Mouse. Tom pretty the, much. <laughs> this is the least effective podcast we've done and the best plug we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we so we've taken two weeks off of work and all we are doing is just theater camp, right? Yeah. Every day we're coming in, we're running scenes, we are diving into, you know, I have my binder right oh, here. Oh, theater camp. There's just mm. something so nostalgic about so that. Did you go to theater camp? I went to theater camp. Did you? Which of one course. did you go to? I went to Stanley British Primary. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> no, did you go to Stanley Bridge Primary? No, in high school I was too much of a band nerd. I went to music oh, camps, but I never got. You went to band camps. Well, no, I went to music camps. 
Okay. I did, I, did go, I did go to band <laughs> camp as well. But uh, there is a difference. I went to a chamber music camp uh-huh. where it was like only small ensembles, like quintets, quartets, stuff like oh, that. Oh, uh, quartet. I went to, uh, and that, but I went to one really long, month long camp that did have a theater division, but I was in the band. Sleep division. boy? Yeah. It was did a month long. Wow. Brave boy. It was cool. I never slept away. You did it? Not because I was too nervous, because I totally wasn't. <laughs> but because. <laughs> because because they made all the campers wear shoes. You were like, nah. <laughs> no, I went to uh, Sorry, do you guys not have a barista here at camp? Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. My daddy's my own barista. <laughs> no, I never did sleepaway camp. I think just like, I don't know. My parents were teachers, so during the summers, they had lots of time. Oh. And so I think a lot of people go to camp because it's like, okay, you're available. Send the kids to camp so they have something to do. Yeah. But we were kind of, uh, yeah, my parents, we would like to go on little trips and stuff. I went to a day movie makers camp where I basically did theater, but it was on camera. And it was for one day? Well, it was during the it was day. Right? It, was a day it was a whole was week a long, camp. and I went to all three weeks of it. And do you make a movie? Well, yeah. Well, uh, we, it was parody movies. Funny. So I was in a parody of the Blair Witch. Very good. Project. What was yours called? I don't remember. We've all done the Bear <laughs> Blair Witch parody. But in a way, it was a parody, but it was like there wasn't really anything funny about it. <laughs> it was just sort of like. Sort of a shitty knockoff. Yeah, it was like a more, very much more a knockoff. Like I'm trying to be like, there wasn't a big joke about it. The hairy bitch <laughs> the hairy project. Bitch. Yeah. My parents are like, this is what we sent you to middle school? <laughs> this cost a lot. I know. The worst one I did at film camp was so like we had a. We had like the filmmaker camp and then the acting camp connected, right? So I was yeah. in the filmmaker camp and one of the kids could tap dance. And I'm like, I got to do something with this. <laughs> a documentary. <laughs> I got to, what can I do with this? And Spider-Man 2 had just come out. So I made Tap Man, which was a superhero epic about a guy who gets radioactive tap dancing shoes. That's great. And it would, no, it wasn't. Well. <laughs> it was beat for beat Spider-Man 2 crammed into 11 minutes. Nice. Doc yeah. Ock. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Doc Tap. In seventh grade, I did all seven of the Lord of the Rings books in a 40-minute play. And there were multiple Frodo's because everybody wanted to be it. No, I think like the drama director did. What do you mean seven of, which seven Lord of the Rings books? How many are there? Three. Three? Four if you count. The Hobbit. When there's two towers. Yeah. (laughs) There were seven. There's, There's seven... Rings given to maybe that was it. I'm glad you know. <laughs> <laughs> the seven rings that was throwing you off. There are the seven rings at some point, right? The, yeah. I mean, it, it's down to seven characters after it starts with the eleven, right? Yeah, I guess the fellowship. I don't know the story well enough, but I wish you I did. don't. No, I'm sorry. I know. I know it's really I could see miles. You being really into I know, it. Keith. I know it's something that I probably miles? should have researched more because I think I like a lot of adjacent <laughs> it's stuff. It's not research. <laughs> it's entertainment. I, I it's a fucking it's trilogy you. that people love. That I love. I've seen the two towers probably, and I'm not even kidding. Ninety times because I know that on Luberger tour you guys would put it on to fall asleep, which yeah. is really cute. It's really cute, that. and it is. I just love it. I someday. I'll make a musical adaptation of just the two towers or the rings wow. and it's going to be called towers. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I, I have a whole, I have the whole thing mapped out. Hey Jack, Jack, Jack's here. I have an answer for the plugs. Okay, here we go. So okay. Jack has an answer. Jack I, has an answer. I don't know when we asked the question. question. I'm so excited. If we, if we all recall um, earlier in the podcast, um, <laughs> We had we had mentioned the idea of getting the domain plog.com and oh we did yes we all did and immediately I mean you can see it on the audience footage um, I immediately went into research mode and I was like why does Amazon have plog.com it turns out in 2006 uh, Amazon released a service called plogs so basically if you were to purchase a uh, a book on Amazon you would get a plug that would show up on your homepage, which was essentially a personalized web blog of all of the authors' blogs um, that you've purchased from. So like if you buy like, let's say a James Patterson book, you then all of a sudden get your homepage on Amazon filled with James Patterson blog posts. Um, <laughs> so I realized that's not something people want. So then they <laughs> dropped it in 2007 and they replaced it with a service called Amazon Daily, which is essentially just an RSS feed uh, on your Amazon uh, homepage. So, I'm loving this, Jack. This is really uh, interesting. So that's Excellent. why they bought the domain plog.com because they thought, oh, <laughs> plogs are going to be the next big thing. Personalized weblog. Who cares about, you know. Wait, what's a weblog? A weblog is, I don't know, a bunch of data. It's, 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 a, blog. it's a blog. It's, it's, it's a oh. blog. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Jack, I, this is very interesting to me. And it's so funny, but I do feel like what just happened is sort of like when you tape an episode of late night television and then 60 minutes was like right in the. <laughs> 
right in the middle. I just, I, 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 it was I, like you had, I have actually an answer for your question. I had an breaking answer. News. And yeah, it was breaking. It was in the moment, and you, you'll see it on the footage. I was actually to come yeah, out great. And, um, and share that information. This that, uh, episode is full of such great characters jumping into the Jack. show. <laughs> Jack. We, we had Ladder Larry, or whatever his name was. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll step out. But that's, Thank uh, you, Jack. That's, that's fascinating, wow. Jack. That actually that's wasn't Jack. That was Breaking News Benny. That was yeah. Breaking News Benny. Um, I wonder if uh, Bezos. I know you're a listener. Um, can we can we have it? We have it. for free. For free. I'll I'll pay. You know, below market no, value for free. Come Fifteen dollars. Well, let's. Get, I mean, he's got enough. It's for charity. The <laughs> plug is sort of a charitable experience. I think. <laughs> I guess. Can we? Uh, <laughs> do you think we can let's start a campaign? <laughs> Sorry, Zach. What was that? <laughs> also, I'm like at this point, I'm trying. I'm waiting to see if we have another question, so that I want to see Jack jump into action. Well, again. I'm sure we'll find one. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find one. <laughs> he peeked out very quickly. Um, one last thing on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the world building is amazing. Yes, yeah. it's excellent. I mean, it's just it's a huge <laughs> universe. It's Middle Earth, and it's it's ex- I just I'm. I'm not gonna say like, oh, you like, how dare you not see this movie? But I am surprised is that it, you, you haven't. Have no, I've seen it. it. I've seen it. But you don't I've know it very well. Geek, I, don't, I don't know it as well as you know it. And I know that like, I probably should because I think it's something that I could get obsessive into. Yeah. Knowing how I get obsessive mm. about stuff. I mean, Zach, for example, are you interested in Lord of the Rings in a big way? Not as much as Keith. Well, but that's a too high a bar to set. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I had my moment in in uh, in. I'm certain I've told you. In middle school, <laughs> I read Fellowship before mm-hmm. the movie came out, and the, like the Barnes and Noble copy came with the One Ring, and <gasps> so I wore it to school every day. <laughs> yeah, and I so became dangerous. corrupted with power, <laughs> but it, it was a, that cheap metal, so it stained my finger. <gasps> Horribly green. Um, that's oh. because the one ring <laughs> is yeah. cursed. Duh. 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 <laughs> uh, did you see the Magic of the Gathering had has a Lord of the Rings thing and they literally made a one of one, the one ring card that somebody pulled and Post Malone bought it for like $2.6 million. I did see that Post Malone bought the card, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool, the yeah. fact oh that they did that. They also made a seven of seven rings of the, uh, like <laughs> they made a specific limited edition set of cards that were like the amount of rings that actually existed in the yeah. franchise they only made that many cards like normally a card gets like a thousand prints is a lot yeah but oh. it's actually very few in, in, in like a, a you know a million cards that they print are you gonna talk about caller daddy no oh Anyway, Romeo, so speaking of big, magical, fantastical worlds, yes. Verona is one of those. Oh, yes. It's an imaginary place. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were talking about that we get to come in every day yeah. and just play theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been running scenes, breaking down scenes, and our job is to try and get it as legit as possible Knowing then we're about to fuck it all up. Like mm-hmm. so you don't want it to be like you half-assed it and then added silly stuff. You Correct. want to full-ass it and then make that interesting. Make it harder you know. than it already is, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's fun. Cool. I mean, I'm playing Juliet <gasps> uh, and the prince. What uh, do you relate to Juliet? Like what in you and Juliet share in common? Not a lot right now. <laughs> but all of us have been hormonal teenagers that are yeah. upset about what their parents want them to do. And they feel like, or have you ever liked somebody that even your friends don't want you to like? You know, have you? Like, yeah, of course. I I've have been like to. That. I like that person. They're like, you can't like that person. That person sucks. Like, yeah. do they though? Yeah. Do they though? They actually seem really cool. So yeah. it's like two families are fighting. Yeah. Kids want to bang. That's that's what it is. We, we also, we've been really... <laughs> str- <laughs> so like we, you know, we all have this image of either bad adaptations of Romeo and Juliet or like reading it in high school or like, the you know, the movies, right? And they're always, you know, I think of Romeo as this heartthrob and even the name mm. Romeo, like, oh, he's such a Romeo. Like he's you think of this Romeo. perfect charmer lover. Mm. We read in this book or this play, he whiny bitch. <laughs> Mm. Oh, he whiny a little bit. He's an emo guy. He's it. beautiful, but he's yeah. emo. He wants to write poems and right. doesn't want to fight. He's like, I'm so in love. <gasps> I wish. Actually, he's like, I wish I was in love. Lame. And, then, and, and then when something <laughs> sad happens to him, he's like, oh, Life is unfair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it sort of is. That's what I'm bringing he, to. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Zach is definitely being a sad MySpace kid. <laughs> oh, Romeo. I mean, he big. is. Yeah, he's the original incel. <laughs> 
I don't no, know if I would go that far. <laughs> the opposite of incel. He yes. only wants love. They're both teenagers, so. Uh, he also definitely... <laughs> Are yeah. they teenagers in your rendition? Uh, yeah, yes. when you see me, you're going to think teen. Teen guy. You're going to think me. That's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> as long as you, you're embracing the character, you're getting deep. Yeah. I'm very excited, though. For So the reason I wanted to do it in here, we've been sidetracked by a million <clears throat> bits of chaos, but is to show, like this beginning stage of what's about to become our, our set, right? So we cleared out everything. Our whole office, as you see on that other cam, yeah. is uh, hanging out around uh, a little kit, uh, uh, a, lunch table. A lunch table? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Yeah. We like to call it the cafe. We keep telling them to move in our office, but our office is dirty, so they don't want to be in there. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, and then, you know, we have behind us the beginning of this this chapel that's being built. Which I really like for the audio listeners. It's really cool and very authentic. Yeah. Of yeah. a church. The plexiglass. The pl- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's very cool. Yeah, we have... Oh, there's only a few things that aren't going to be minimalistic. Like, this is, like, one of the bigger pieces. There's another set of piece that's sort of in the Juliet, the Capulet space that's kind of specific. But the rest of it's all... The colors of the Capulets versus the Montagues. I know it's. Well, I'm nice. sorry. I'm laughing because Miles just kind of went up, gave it a, yeah. a knock, and then like gave it like the old nod, like, like yeah. yeah. And it's it was like watching a dad. Yeah, like, you're really coming in. Into but that. I know that knock told you nothing, and you nodded as if one of those goes through my head. I go. Okay, on the way to the knock, I'm thinking, is that paper mache? And then I'm thinking, there's no fucking way it's paper mache. Knock on it. Yeah, I don't know what that is. All right. Yeah, no, that's that's, awesome. that's good. Substantial build right there. Yeah. That's how I would. It's not going anywhere. That's, that's also something Dad say. That's not going. That's <laughs> not going anywhere. That's not going anywhere. I think it's bolted to the ground tight. <laughs> this tent is not blowing away in the, no. wind, in the wind. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see you guys perform. It's really fun, and uh, it's it's challenging. I think the reason you're seeing, you said it's like, oh, it's a very positive atmosphere. It's yeah. kind of like being in a high school show. It's yeah. like exciting to nerd out over something you never nerd out about. Like I think it's easy to be like Shakespeare's hoity-toity, and I don't want to like it, even as like a comedian. Like I do improv and like comedy acting, and but Shakespeare has a lot of naturally really funny stuff. There's lots of double entendre and wordplay, and also it's exciting to start to understand something that you don't understand when you first read it. Yeah, it's exciting right. to be like, oh, I get it. Even if it's not funny, um, the fact that you get it and it feels so intimidating feels like beating an escape room. Yeah. When you first see the puzzle, you're like, I don't even understand how to solve it. And then when you get it, you're like, I'm a genius. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking genius. I feel so good about myself. (laughs) And the hope that the show is like, it's one, right. It's really satisfying to spend so much time on one project. That's cool. You know, all of us, all three of us are in here together every day working on this. Um, But then... It also the show itself gets to be satisfying on multiple levels, right? Like hopefully we deliver a good, fun Romeo and Juliet, and we help you understand language that is otherwise obtuse to you when you read it. Mm-hmm. But then, even if you're like, "Ah, screw the story," I just want to watch the comedy of them trying to get through while these games are trying to throw them off track. That's going to be a second layer of entertainment. And yeah. A third layer of entertainment is that there's a backstage camera oh, yeah. live the whole time too. So oh, for all the cool. people who are maybe like, man, I want to know how this is being produced, like where are the quick changes happening, there will right. be like a camera oh, showing people running behind the stage, like oh, once. Awesome. So you will always be able to watch that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's an extra little. Literally, it's a look behind the curtain. Yeah. Very fun to see the nuts and bolts of the production. The show will exist also online after. 
For, mm-hmm. So if you buy tickets, you can watch it after. So if you did watch it, you know, wholesale in the production, you could watch it again and sort of see what's going on behind the scenes. Oh. If you were like, how did that happen? Where, where did they make that decision? Mm-hmm. That's how, where you'll also see like the props that are you're voting on be kind of like chosen. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, oh, what are they going to be? And they'll, there'll be a shot of what that those options are going to be. And then you'll see that what you voted on gets picked. So you're really seeing that what you do is immediately affecting the show. That's sick. Is there going to be people live watching or is it all streamed? It's all streamed. I think, yeah, there won't be anyone live in here other than the crew, only because there's right. so little space. We're For going sure. to use the whole space to do it. And what is fun about the fact that it's filmed is it's theater. So it's being presented theatrically, but also it's filmed. Yeah. So it's being presented like a movie so mm, some things right. will be like the sword fighting that's going to be in like wide shots and it'd be very more theatrical mm-hmm. but maybe like the romance scene the the, the, the classic scenes yeah, are going to be like really right. intimate and we'll I'll be talking at this volume yeah, we get to get really quiet that's really cool and we get to you, get quiet you can't and, do that and and, yeah. and we get to turn our back to the to the quote unquote audience because there's yeah. this is going to be really choreographed and filmed right um, but then it also like the camera changes comedy right mm-hmm. so Keith and I were going over uh, uh, the scene where Romeo and Juliet meet. The balcony scene. Oh, and the, and the other <laughs> No, I'm scene. thinking about oh, first yeah. at the oh, party, right? Yeah. yeah. The two pilgrims ready stand, right? It's their <laughs> first kiss. And so we're like, is it funniest if we're doing like a, a dance while we're talking? Yeah. Is it funniest if we're doing some game? Or do we get the camera so impossibly <laughs> close to us and we are just like noses almost touching, speaking to each other from that distance? Yeah. Uh, doing Shakespeare like there's there's oh, some things where it'll be like the funniest to actually treat it as not funny at all right if right. Zach and I in our you know the way we look being incredibly earnest is going to have this natural comedy about it and then also there's this you'll have voted on I think the voting for that one is instead of kiss what will we do right and so there's <laughs> right. this like you'll you'll have know what the choice is before we do so yeah, you'll right. have this like oh I know that whatever they're doing is going to end with either them slapping each other or something else. So it creates this tension that you normally don't get. Uh, or I guess it gives you the tension you would have if you hadn't, if you didn't know the show already. Because right. everyone knows Romeo and Juliet. So this adds the tension back yeah. into the original viewing of this play. Yeah. Maybe. We have so many curtains here and I honestly have no idea what they're for. They're, they're all different colors. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. the, it's the Montagues and the Capulets. Yeah, but then there's a middle color, too. Oh, that's So I fun. see different types of red curtains, but uh-huh. there's all these different patterns. I think it's meant to just be... so <laughs> Theater history. Um, <laughs> back in the day, uh, yeah, while, yes, you would see plays in you know theaters and actual like uh, maybe like the Rose Theater, stuff like that, there were also traveling performers who rolled up... Trogs. In, like Trogs. Oh, oh, oh wow. shit, dude. <laughs> Trogs. <laughs> they were traveling performers and they would roll up in a wagon or like almost like a, a couple wagons and they'd build a stage and one of the ways they would build the stage is Let's by whatever go. cheap curtains they had, they kind of hang them temporarily and they'd perform in front of their wagon. Yeah. And they would do it in the town square. So... Shakespeare is, it's very classic to have like a bunch of mismatched curtains because often it was like, it was... A lot of Shakespeare was for the lower class. Yeah. Like the upper class would like be up in the, the balcony seats, but the lower class would be on the ground and the performers were performing to the lower class. And the lower class was kind of engaging and like ho- hooting and hollering at mm-hmm. the So why don't you take your on. little curtain question and shove it, okay? Yeah. It's historically backed this up. This is about history. <laughs> it, it, this is I history. mean, it does match the aesthetics of Shakespeare. This is what Shakespeare looks like. Yeah, when, so Keith was talking about how like the, the classism of it and how Shakespeare was performed to the people. Mm. And so Shakespeare shows were meant, like they were parties. They were, they're crass Ooh, and they're fun. filthy and they're funny and you are performing, like, you know, you want a turbulence of all the emotions. You want crazy comedy. You want a uh, deep heartbreak. You want love. Mm. Um, but you would have people cheering and jeering and, and hooting and hollering and so we're trying to bring that party back. And so Just I'll dig- be here cheering and jeering. I, and yes. By the way, <laughs> I would love, it would probably help <laughs> my performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are dick jokes all over the place in Shakespeare. That's Even yeah. really Shakespeare, Shakespeare is oh. a dick joke. No way. Shut up. I don't know now. if it's on purpose, but. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be his name. But think about it. Like, do you think, think he does his stage exist, name? Right? 
It, I think I don't think it's his real name. I think it's a name he made <gasps> for himself. There's a lot of weird conspiracy theories. theories about theories. Also, there's a lot of like, did he steal a lot of these plays? There's yeah. a, there's a lot of seven. There's a thought that Shakespeare's know. not actually even one person. It's like a yeah. group of people. Yeah, that, yeah. It's company. a think tank. It's like how yeah. Zach, you know, I'm actually a collection of Zach's a bunch of, of yeah. You know. <laughs> he's he's a bunch of bugs puppeting a skin body around like in Men in Black. Exactly like that. <laughs> Well, yeah. um, I guess I'm curious. I mean, Devin you guys did not like that visual at all. <laughs> Take the audience cam. Audience cam. Give um, some hot reactions from that bit. This is going to be our first podcast episode with slow motion replays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm curious a little bit more about your theater background, specifically when you were a little child. We little lads. Little little people. And mm-hmm. Rini, I'm very curious to hear about your theater I really want to know well. about the theater camp. Um, so we can start with you. And who you fell in love with. Yeah, exactly. obviously you had a camp showmance. Of course. Oh my gosh, Keith, I wish. <laughs> Is, yeah, by the way, a showmance? Yeah, I've never a heard that phrase. Is... I love a showmance. A showmance? Yeah. Showmance when you are cast across... Uh, like as a love interest you and I and then we actually fall in love yes and it's also if you have a relationship that lasts the length of the show it doesn't have to be that you're in love with the person that you're with it's just you are basically falling for each other because you're forced to spend a month together doing the same thing and you kind of get infatuated with each other and have a showmance I always had a showmance but it was unrequited (laughs) same which way which direction no like I you think I was saying that like yeah everyone thought I was hot as fuck everyone tried to have a showmance with me but I was dedicated to the art I always was just like holy shit what's her name in the lead role I'm playing like Willard in Footloose like Ren's friend and it's like fuck like I'm not a lead enough did you get relegated to being a comedic side uh, like a a comedy role ask Zach because uh I was sort of the side character at first but then I fought my way to the top I started at Mr. Bumble and Oliver the guy who sells Oliver Twist (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you'd make a great Mr. Bob. Thank you. He has a song called One Boy for Sale. And I said, Should we do Oliver Twist next? That'd be great. And you can reprise your role as Mr. Bumble. Mr. Bumble. I would love to. Do you remember the song? One boy, boy for sale. You didn't sing it that low, He's did you? Yeah, he was in high school. Only seven pennies. <laughs> Something like that. Seven fucking pennies? They were selling this kid, yeah. <laughs> and so I did Mr. Bumble. They're and selling this fucking kid. Good no, very, and also it's like, who's he selling the bad boy to? Who's buying little boys? I wouldn't want to buy a boy that was so cheap. <laughs> exactly. Raise the price. Maybe. If I'm buying a little boy, I want it to be at least a buck. <laughs> Holy oh shit. <laughs> In the theater. So basically, I was Mr. Bumble, and then I fucking fought my way to the top, and I was Captain Hook in Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. And which was this your school theater? This is middle school theater, yeah. Middle so school? I was sixth grade, I was Bumble. Eighth grade, I was Hook. We didn't have theater until wow. high school. I'm so oh, jelly. we had middle school theater. And where'd you go from there? Well, ninth grade, I took a break. I was retired temporarily. <laughs> really? I'll never have a better role. Yeah. After Hook, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm in it's... high school now and everyone hates me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, um, obviously, I was dancing the whole time. So Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just am realizing that not only was it this cool production of Oliver, yeah. you were a prepubescent sixth grader. Yeah. Oh. And singing, singing about a boy a for sale. I'm a boy selling, thinking about selling myself, effectively. <laughs> One boy for sale, I say, just fucking bone clean out of here on my body. <laughs> Selling a boy. And then I uh, danced. And then I yeah. was re- I was Willard in Footloose, Ren's friend. He sings, Mama says, na-na-na-na. It's sort of very similar to Blackbird. So it's not Blackbird where it's Mama, you know, whatever that song by the Beatles. But he says something about how Mama knows best. Blackbird singing. <laughs> and in then the- I wrote other- a play about zombies my junior oh. year. Did you perform? I didn't perform. I was directing. Was it, it a musical? It was not. And then I was Conrad fucking Birdie and Bye Bye oh! Birdie. Wow. Senior wow. year. And they said, don't you don't even have to do this ex ed credit because we want you in the musical. Really? Yeah. Did you? Did you? Th- <laughs> They relegated. So you never learned how to have sex. Never learned. That's what the class was. He never <laughs> learned sex. Ed. They said I went pulled into the head teacher's office. Nothing. This is so funny. I was a staff kid, so everyone knew me. But she was like, I noticed that at the same period that the musical is, 
is the only time sex ed's being offered and you're a senior year <laughs> spring semester guy, I'm going to go ahead and wave the credit. <laughs> Because I want you in the musical wow. as the lead. As and the I lead said, in the musical. Was well, no Conrad Birdie's not the lead. Yeah, Conrad Birdie is the lead. Conrad Birdie's not the lead. Okay. Basically, he's the fucking lead. I, he's the like titular the third, character. He's the titular character. Yeah, it's like third one. build. Yeah, yeah, the producer's the lead. Third Come build. on, Zach. Third build. I am. But um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was then I was Conrad Birdie and that felt good. Wow. Third, wow. third build. Okay. <laughs> hey, tell us about your summer in the theater my yeah. summer in the theater i was king azaz in fan from the toll booth and it hilarious. was hilarious pretty much <laughs> hilarious mention of a story i've fully forgotten about <laughs> wait the phantom toll booth i didn't know yeah. the phantom it? of the toll booth no no phantom the toll phantom booth. Toll the booth. Phantom you're toll thinking booth. phantom of the opera ah. <laughs> the phantom of the toll booths here um, please so- pay the toll <laughs> phantom toll booth was a book i didn't know they made a show it's probably one of those where like the school adapts it into a play. Or I bet some every single book has been adapted into a high school or middle school play. Yeah. yeah. It's about the, it's like about time kind of. It's very existential. Yeah, it's very existential. I thought it was I, I just I mean rigmarole, I think, was a word that I used. Oh yeah, there's the Doggo dog with a clock with in the clock. Body. That's uh-huh. on the book. Dog clock. Um then not to brag, but I was Glinda. <gasps> What in Rainy? Wizard of Oz? You were the good witch? Yeah. And so Give us your Glinda voice. Wait, was this wicked or was this no, this was, well, it was The Wizard of Oz with a twist, parentheses, er. And so we did some songs from, like, The Wizard of Oz, some songs from The Wiz, some songs from Michael Jackson. Yeah. It was fine. So we go sold on one second. <laughs> no, no, I think that so, needs no explaining. You were also, you weren't wicked, Glinda. Was this pre-wicked? No, no this was, couldn't have been. this was the OG Wizard of Oz with the twist, parentheses, er. Was everyone bummed it wasn't wicked? Yeah, I, I mean, I was. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Right. But it was probably Way worse. more popular to see because of Wicked. Anyway, yeah, that's right. I was in a production of Wizard of Oz. I was a scarecrow, obviously. Wow. <laughs> Quite obviously, I was a scarecrow. Okay, wait, 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 wait. If the four of us mm-hmm. were hanging out with Dorothy, who'd be who? <gasps> mm. Wow. And Toto, I guess. I would probably. Wait, aren't there four of them, or am I making it? No, you're right. And Toto. Well, you'd be Dorothy, unfortunately. Wait, wait. <laughs> well, no, Dorothy Star. Well, no, there's three people that hang with Dorothy. Yeah. So it's the Tin Man, the Lion, and, and the Scarecrow. The witch why, in the wardrobe. <laughs> why is why is Dorothy? Unfortunately. <laughs> what do you mean, unfortunately? I actually think that Zach's more of a Dorothy. To be totally honest, to be, maybe you're right. Tbh, agreed. Yeah, I think Zach's more of a Dorothy. I think he's a unfortunately because Dorothy's like, I don't know. She doesn't get. Other than the Somewhere Over the Rainbow song. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of boring. And all she's doing is like... You would say like, that, you scarecrow fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what are their Whoa. little things they need? Uh, Cowardly sc- lion. Courage. He needs courage. courage. What does Tin Man need? Heart. A heart. Tin Man needs a brain. I'm diagnosing all of you. <laughs> I'm just forgetting what their personality are. Tin Man needs are. a heart. He, but the, the subtext is, when you watch the musical... That the Tin Man obviously has a heart. He's he's the most emotionally driven. Yeah. Scarecrow is the smartest, but he feels like he needs a brain. Mm. Yeah. The courage, the cowardly lion actually does have courage. Now they take that out of the movie. In the book, he actually does exem- exemplify more Aww. courage. I read the book recently. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> it is the most boring boring piece of garbage imaginable. Frank Oz is not a good writer. Then and his name is Frank Oz. <laughs> yeah. Did he the change writer? his name or did Isn't he name it? the I land C.S. after Lewis himself? Or something. C.S. Lewis. Yeah, and you're you're thinking <laughs> you're confused because it's Wizard of Oz. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Why did I say that? Just cut that. Don't look. Don't make no, it. We're leaving it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're right. C.S. Lewis. Frank. Frank Baum. We have a whole career research team over here. Frank, <laughs> Frank Baum and Frank Oz is a much more excusable offense. Therefore, I leave it in. <laughs> and just for the record, we just want to say, Frank Baum, we apologize. You, Frank Baum, are a piece of shit writer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, it, right look, just so we have I that record. I challenge you to read that book and not fall asleep so many times. Yeah. Uh, well, this is sort of like the unanswerable question. Have you heard of this? Where it's... What's your question that plays over and over in your mind? And usually the people who's like unanswerable question, am I smart enough? They're the smartest people. That they're or like they're okay, that's mine. the PhD people, the candidates. <laughs> okay. You're Dorothy. D- Dibs. You Dorothy, are bro. Dorothy. No, I my question I always ask myself if I'm smart enough because I'm so smart. <laughs> really? You're Dorothy. And, yeah, you're Dorothy. and I, I actually I, what I ask myself in my head is, are you smart and hot? 
and lovely enough. So you're all of them? <laughs> Zach gets to be all <laughs> of them? I mean, those are your words, that's not Dorothy. mine. And that's, yeah, that is, well, by the way, you said you were the scarecrow. Obviously, why do you feel like such a scarecrow? Uh, well, especially in high school, I was even, uh, I was like ganglier. Yeah. And the scarecrow is a very physical comedy. I mean, both scarecrow, and, I mean, they're all physical comedians in that mm-hmm. show because the Tin Man has to be rigid and like, like walk yeah. like a robot. The scarecrow is falling down all the time. So I don't even know why like we're even bones. pretending to guess who's who. It's so odd. Well, let's all say it all at once. For which okay. one is left between Tin Man and, Cur- and Cowardly Lion? No, no, no. So Zach is Dorothy. So then now we can do Keith. And on three, what do you think he is? One, One, two, three, three. three. Scarecrow. Oh. What did you what say? Did you tin say? Man? <laughs> yeah, I said Tin Man. Yeah, I'm very emotionally sweet. Also, Tin Man is good. <laughs> but then what's left <laughs> Actually, over? Actually, you know to what? Me, and I keep coming back Revise. to... Tin Man. I tin keep man. coming back to Lion for any... But the hair is throwing me because it's like almost me? like lion-colored well, hair. In the, in the Wizard of Oz twist parentheses, er, <laughs> the lion was given to this girl who had lion hair and she had no other talent. Uh, Sorry. If yeah. you know who I'm talking about, I do apologize. She's <laughs> fine. She was nice enough. She was actually kind of... Go to her page, fucking block her. Honestly, you to call her out and then immediately go back on it makes you feel like the cowardly lion to me. Exactly. <laughs> Which I guess leads me to be what? Toto? No, you're either you're Timon a, or Scarecrow. Yeah, I think you, you'd have made a great Scarecrow as well. Because you. Scarecrow, he, you have to be a physical comedian. I'm sure you were, especially in high school. Oh my God. Right? Like, John Roberti's mostly legs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan hips. Garcia yeah. was the Tin Man. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, that's really. I'm great. gonna tell you where where I'm sitting. Miles got a lion ass face. That is a that's that true. is a lion man. If I've <laughs> ever seen, one. look, he's got a mane. Look at yeah. him. That's a curse, Cali lion. Yeah. Rainy, do it. Rainy wants to make a show, a podcast called Make Out with Me. She's always talking about looking for love. That's heart. That's true. oh, that's a great that's point. True. That's a great point. That's a great point. Or Glinda. Uh, well, that's what my yeah, could also Lily be. saw. The the good witch. And, and by look the at, way, and look at Keith's like beard. That's basically a little straw coming yeah. poking out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's pretty easy to typecast on this. Yeah, from this group. I yeah. fell on my butt so much in that show that I actually brought <gasps> big fat sponges that I put in my back pocket so that I wouldn't hurt my butt. What are you talking That's about? So funny. Big fat sponges. I'm not kidding. Big in fat sponges in my back pockets. I was wearing cargo pants at the time because of it was, course you were because it was me, and so there were big old pockets, and I wore knee wow. pads and I wore butt Keith pads so that I could like pants? really fall. Hard and what hilarious. Because were you like, like, oh yeah, big dive. I would do big, yeah. big comedic dives, and I would constantly like get up and fall right back down. Yeah, very oh. silly. What are big? What are butt pads? And how, where does one buy those? I bought them from an uh, auto. <laughs> I think what? an auto zone. <laughs> they were big. The big, big sponges for like washing cars are really thick. Oh yeah, sponges. Those look so foamy. I always think about them when they're doing. They were like pretty a good. <laughs> I go, what do you what do you think about? I'm just like, what a big fucking sponge. That's yeah. sounds fun, man. Yeah. We probably do a lot of washing with that. Yeah. We'll probably get do a, a lot hug of on washing. That. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. Well, Keith, what was. Sorry. <laughs> You ever see a big, uh, juicy sponge and think, yeah, wow, I'd love to, hug, to that. hug that. Hug that. <laughs> hug that. Hug that. We were saying what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy. Sorry. Um, wait, wait. wait. Who's Sorry, your Miles sh- had like a weird thought about hugging sponges. I <laughs> <that laughs> did not that, say so. anything about that. I'm just looking for the drama. I'm on the hunt. Keith, you said you got a showmance? Oh, did I have a showmance? <laughs> She's always <laughs> drama yeah, Drama from 27 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I How was, old do you think Keith is? is 50. No. There was definitely, like, in college, a couple, like, pre-stage shows. <gasps> they were, like, small shows, and I was in it, like, yeah, maybe I do kind of And you like kissed them person. on stage, and then mm-hmm. you were like, oh, wait. I was like, yeah, I... I First of all, I, this girl's very smart. She's very pretty. I liked her. It wasn't. She wasn't really my type, but I, yeah. uh, you know, the thought crossed my mind. I was like, <gasps> maybe we could go on dates. Oh, she's very nice. Yeah. She's very sweet. You know, like, I, there's like, no reason I couldn't. Uh, but it just didn't work out. It has the same energy of when a uh, server and a line cook oh, yeah. sort of have and a, a linebacker. <laughs> a server and a linebacker fall in love. It's like your proximity is like yeah. one of the main things yes. that bring you totally. together. I mean, so you're like with, doing theater with them every day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the theater because you're doing like stretches and warm ups. <laughs> you're getting changed together backstage. Yeah. Is, and you're in high school, so your like emotions are high. Like, romances are totally a thing, especially yeah. in high school and college. Sure. 
Did you have? You, didn't, you never had much. <laughs> 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 the podcast. Anybody? What? Anybody? Fucking credits. Da da. Sure. I was also recorded. I had one thoroughly modern Millie, the guy who played Jimmy. Both casts, both casts were hot. This isn't a show, man. Both of these guys were tense. I'm here to tell you. You're saying that you okay? What did you play in Thoroughly Modern Million? I don't like you know the show that well. I played stenographer number five. Stenographer, <laughs> you, you were fucking ensemble, and you're here to say that the two guys who played Billy, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> stenographer ne- number five, ain't never gonna be with the Jimmy. <laughs> If you're an ensemble, I just want you to know that you are seen and there is a fucking cure. <laughs> you will get no out of this. Small yes. Honestly, being an ensemble can be a blessing. It can be. Because yeah. sometimes like it's fun to be the lead, but also it's a lot of lines and a lot of work. Uh-huh. An ensemble gets to have a lot of fun and still like, gets to go to the cast party. Gets to go to the cast yeah. party. You were get those are the people getting the littest at the cast party. Yeah. And you get to find your little moment. That's your like uh-huh. star moment. Like yeah. every, you get every you get one line. Yeah. And you get to have one and if you can make it hit. Oh, you're the star. At the end, people are like, oh my God, I loved your thing. Oh, you stole the show. You you stole the show. (laughs) The feeling of someone saying that in high school is like, I fucking would carry that with me for months. Oh, yeah. I stole the show. You come out and like, you're like still in your half makeup and you get your little flowers from your grandma. And then someone else's dad comes up and be like, you were my favorite. And you go, oh. And you you rush to change backstage so you can get out to get some goddamn thanks for what you did. So bad. You're like, oh my god, my family's gonna leave. (laughs) Hi, mom. Can you take these flowers home for me? We're all going to PF Chang's. We went went to Steak and Shake. We all went to cookout in the parking lot. IHOP is good though for guests. We went to to a diner. We went to diner. We were like outside parking lot. Everyone by their cars, getting Uh a milkshake and a hush puppy. Oh, (laughs) they have hush puppies at cookout. Really? Yeah, cookout rules. Not a lot of places have hush puppies. Eat the menu cookout's not a bad idea, but it is southern specific. Rallies is the West Coast counterpart. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah. I got a flash in my mind of not exactly a showman's, but showman's adjacent, and I want to deliver the piping. Tea <laughs> that Rainy so desires. Uh, Here we go, Zach. Freshman year. Uh, oh no, I hate that that Jonathan turned. <laughs> Jonathan his turned his body. I have to say, Zach, you often come through with a little. Like, I feel like you're sort of like a player when you're younger. Don't you do this to me? <laughs> Don't you do this to me? So Zach uh, was getting it with every ensemble member. I'm not a player. I just play one on stage. And by getting it, I mean just winking at every girl and never holding hands with them. <laughs> Look, did I have showmances? Absolutely. I this wasn't the story I was gonna tell. I mean, drama club. Yeah, you had your little show. Like I had my 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 onstage kiss, and that was very exciting. And then we like went backstage and we practiced before the audition because we're like, if we practice, Whoa. then we're gonna f- before you even got the part. Yeah. Because it was for the audition. We're like, if we kiss during the audition, <laughs> this is such it's a hustle. This is it's such- fucking hours. Did it work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They had chemistry. They just kissed and they didn't even plan it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even the scene for it. And it led to a little, little wee little baby rose. Hello, Scarecrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, totally this is not in the, the role. <laughs> Guys, you gotta get that out. <laughs> uh, I guess Dorothy and Tin Man get it on. I don't yeah. know. Weird. I've never heard that. Um, if, so freshman year of college, Here I was go. making films and I, like short films, and I... Did an audition short, and hot films. There was, <laughs> hot little films. It was down to two finalists, and one girl was was clearly so much better for the part, and the other one was someone I had a crush on. Zach. And I like had this existential wow. wow. This is bad. So listen, no. And so I had this existential crisis. And I was telling my friends, like, I can't be that guy. I'm just u- oh my wielding God. my directorial power. I feel so bad. And so I I told her, and I was like, I can't. Like I you told who? Which the, one? The person. That that I wanted to, that I liked. And I was like, I was like, look, the other person was better. You weren't and, good enough? And I just, and then she was like, it's fine. We can just hook up. That's cool. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. What? You So you, as a hookup strategy said, hey, by the way, you weren't good enough to be cast in my awesome short <laughs> film, but I'd still like to friend you after fucking Spanish Well, maybe he said it more like, it's so close between the two of you, but I like you and I feel like it's wrong. 
And I want to, I don't want to cast you in this short film. I want to cast you in this long movie that and is my life. I, like I think I did something like that's that. Hot. Yeah. That's I hot. felt very guilty about it, but it worked out. And you yeah. guys, what, went to Chipotle and <laughs> yeah, I tried. went to the dining center. <laughs> to the dining center. And uh, let me swipe for you, baby. I'll get you in. <laughs> I've got unlimited credits, baby. I grew up in Westchester. My parents bought the biggest plan. <laughs> My, my dollars roll over semester semester. So I got the I, max plan. <laughs> my meal plan rolls over. I did in college. Think I had like one of the lower plans, and I thought that the plan that I bought for the semester was for supposed to be for the whole year. So I was like starving Holy myself. Shit. I was like, I can't afford food. <laughs> and then when it rolled over to the next semester, I was like. I'm rich. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take anyone anywhere, baby. I've got I've got so much dining credits because I was starving myself. <laughs> I was eating like peanut butter bread in my dorm. <laughs> I thought I'll just rub these two credits together and get a, get a breakfast. I was like, I can't well, I can't have breakfast. That's too expensive. I can have lunch and dinner. <laughs> and I'll have so and sometimes funny. I will just eat like popcorn in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you you just got the math wrong? I just got it wrong. Yeah. I just like looked at it and I was like, because it said like freshman, uh, freshman credits. And I was like this. I was like, oh, uh, fuck. That's not very many. No, that's not <laughs> One good. meal every week. My parents really set me up. <laughs> I know. And I also didn't even say anything. I was like, it's, I mean, this is probably normal. Maybe I should be eating less. <laughs> this is college, man. This is college. I didn't have a job, so you know, yeah, it's like, right. let, me, let me stretch it. That's so funny. Oh my God. Well, Zach, that's another story of you being a player, is what I'll say. Yeah, that's about true. That. Zach's a dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he is? A regular Romeo. Yeah. Um, there right. we go. Romeo through and through. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun show. I hope you all get tickets to see it. And again, if you can't see it on the night of, you can see it after the night as well. That's right. Very interactive. Huey Stonefish is going to be doing live scoring. Oh, wow. Uh, that oh, that's will be sick. improvised as well. And also in sort of, in, uh, you know, it'll be decided by what you vote on. Because if you vote on a crazy element to the show, he's going to have to change the music to match. We, it was something we learned from the, we learned a ton from the first live stream we did. And it was really great. But watching it back, we're like, ah, it needs, it, there's dead air, like sound. Like we, mm. scoring is so important to our videos. So even when we do our next Without a Recipe Live, if we do that, instead of having Devlin live doing graphics they'll be doing live scoring well for this mm -hmm. we want theatrical scoring what's more fun than having a piano player and he'll be on, on stage. stage and sometimes even doing some like like of the small roles because we need like lines here and there to mm -hmm. create action so sometimes he will be acting as well oh, <laughs> yeah that's great fun little stuff uh it's gonna be really fun production did did any of you ever do shakespeare um i did scenes from shakespeare right. for classes and that was like I didn't do that many plays in college, to be yeah. honest. Like, I did a lot of performing, like a ton of improv. I did this thing called um, uh, 30 Plays in 60 Minutes, which is like the uh -huh. oh, yeah. thing. Really mm -hmm. liked that. Did a, did that for like three years running. Like, we did a ton. But I never did, because I did all this other stuff, I never had time to do like a play. I did Complete oh. Works Abridged. Oh, wow. Which That's is awesome. so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we did it with five people instead of three. Mm -hmm. Were you... Helping with that at all? Yeah, yeah. Er Erica, <laughs> Erica, Erica, huge shout Erica out. and I went to college together. Yeah. Erica was, uh, you know, doing what she does for us now, but for theater. <laughs> <laughs> but in college, yeah. Uh, and it was a really fun. It was a really fun production. We made it very stupid. It made it even dumber than it already was. But then I also was in Twelfth Night, and I played Sir Andrew, which. If you just know who that part is, Sir Andrew is a sort of idiot who thinks very highly of himself and is pretty much unimportant. <laughs> I was that character. That had a great time. <laughs> had a great time uh, playing myself in a Shakespeare show, basically. That's great. No, I think that like when you see... Uh, Shakespeare really intimidated me, especially in high school. It, yeah. You know, Even now. Even now, I, yeah. It, it, it was, was intimidating. intimidating to us and only after practicing do you get less intimidated. And I will say like the one thing that unlocked it a little bit for me was seeing uh, videos of people who are so good at Shakespeare yeah. perform Shakespeare. Like yeah. uh, I think I've mentioned this on this show before, but the guy who was in... The priest from Fleabag Fuck yeah. has done a ton of Shakespeare mm -hmm. and his clips are like, I'm like, oh, this is so legible. This is just how people talk. It like makes yeah. sense. Like you get the which I think that like if you aren't necessarily aware about how to dictate what's being dictated you don't yeah. know what the emphasis should be on so you don't really know what they're saying yep I'm trying yeah. to I'm rolling through yeah, my script right now because I wrote like I've been annotating it and this is the the you know third color because we've been doing script revisions and mm -hmm. finding like oh we don't need this line or we do need this line you know this is our own uh, uh, adaptation right but so I've been trying to so find... you're rewriting the works of Shakespeare yes. yeah <laughs> well we're just making 
we had to abridge clever it. edits. <laughs> so we we abridged it, and then we have uh, I forget how many interstitials, but we we called on. Uh, well, by now it'll be announced, right? So we we called on a ton of our favorite YouTubers to help narrate the story. Oh, cool! And so the whole the whole thing is framed by being like an internet feud. Oh, it's internet drama. Right, you know, yeah. the Capulets and the Montagues, and like it begins with a. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess like a, a tweet of a very famous person being like, "Oh shit, you hear about this?" And we have this whole like splashy uh, reel where it's like Phil DeFranco breaking the news and <laughs> Rhett and Link talking about like, Phil, that's great, like yeah. Phil uh, or like Ro- uh, Rhett and Link being like, "You hear about this Romeo fella?" Uh, and so like, <laughs> but so then uh, so it takes place in the internet, right? But then each interstitial is in the style of a different person's video. So mm-hmm. we have. Shane and Ryan on the Ghost File set. We have Rhett and Link. We have Sam Reich doing a, a Game Changer uh, game show. So we have um, uh, so many people. Rosanna Pansino baking cupcakes to make the audience <laughs> feel better when it gets sad. Sophia. Uh, like it's We cute. have just this huge all-star cast, yeah. um, which is really fun and, and helps the, thing, the whole thing feel so alive mm-hmm. and big. Mm-hmm. Also allows us to take some jumps between scenes, right? Because right. there's characters we don't have that we're playing or scenes that like are too long and we're doing a truncated version but by truncating it it leaves out this important thing Mm -hmm. so we're just putting that important thing in the interstitials so that you know the whole story although we're really focusing in on specifically little parts of it and obviously the Romeo and Juliet scenes are pretty much all there yeah and so and the the Mercutio monologue the Queen Mab monologue which is so famous is there we're trying to keep all the things you really want to see yep but also keep it at like two hours 215 mm-hmm. and to have the whole show you know with all those things would be too long yeah but so you were saying like how do you make this archaic text yeah. feel alive and we had to go through and annotate and like translate for ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can perform in a way that it's clear and obvious to the audience i mean this is a very small example but i have a line this but begins the woe others must end and when we were reading, we were like, oh, I'm others. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which yeah. is not how any person would say that. It's a very small example, but, you know, I, I, my whole script is marked up with understanding if I were to say this in modern... Like, sometimes I just wrote, it's like, the line is, no, you silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I know that that's what I'm saying. And if I say that, but I'm saying Shakespearean talk you will understand the emotion of what I'm saying. And some are just really fucking clunky little mouthfuls. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's like <laughs> a tongue twister. Yeah. It's constantly. really hard, and it's hard to remember if you're saying has or have, or oh, like yeah. if you're... So many haths. And sometimes, <laughs> and you like, if you know about Shakespeare, everything's ten syllables. Almost everything is ten syllables. And the, the, <laughs> uh, the even number syllables have emphasis most of the time. And like doing it, that tells you how you pronounce some words. Yeah. So sometimes... It's Romeo, but sometimes it's Romeo huh. to make the 10 syllables work and to make the other. Like, oh, that's hard. Yeah. So you have to Romeo. really know when it's. And Good Ju- luck Juliet's remembering that when I'm too. slapping you. Juliet, <laughs> like Juliet or Juliet. Almost always it's Romeo, but there are occasional times where it's Romeo. Like you, like and, three that when, syllables. and when it is three syllables, it's like we're really singing that whole song. Whereas if you're like, but Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo? Romeo. So it's Romeo. two. It's a two-syllable. Romeo. Yeah. That's really Romeo. fascinating. Romeo. Yeah. Romeo. One thing I love is uh, one of our actresses is playing Lady Capulet as uh, like a Southern mother, and uh, you know, Old English and the Southern accent are actually pretty close. Yeah. Um, and it feels so natural. Like her <laughs> lines are like, "Oh wow, this is just how it's meant to sound." It's yeah. great. Wow. Really funny. Yeah. Can I get a fact check on that? The old thank, right. you Jack, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. Old English and Southern. It is true. I know it's, it is. I just yeah. wanted him to say, yeah. The British dialect <laughs> became the Southern dialect. We're also at an hour, so we can huh? do the last segment. Oh, yes. What's the last segment? It's a good question. <laughs> what do you mean? You, well, I can't tell you that. What do you mean? Well, Alan. Gosh. Wait, we, I thought we were going to like explore the office and go get snacks. and. Well, we are at an hour, unfortunately. Mm, strange. Mm. Gosh, if only we had had some sort of guidance or advice halfway through that could have gotten us back on track. Mm -hmm. But I don't have any advice. The only person you're talking about on track, Terry, on track, Jack, (laughs) the way he comes out from the ladder again. (laughs) He's been I've been here the whole time. (laughs) And now it's time for some advice that'll go over miles with your friend and yours. Miles, but signore. 
It's advice that'll go four miles. Tune into your radio station. It's advice that'll go four miles. Everyone get ready, Miles Nation. Miles Nation, go! It's advice that'll go four miles. Advice that'll go four miles. Nah, guess who's back? <laughs> What the fuck is up, Miles Nation? How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Can I get a yeah? <laughs> Don't you forget about me. <laughs> Great song. Great song. I've been wanting to be free. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, have you ever wanted to be full of wind? Like, gas? Have you ever wanted to sail the seven seas like Captain Blackbird? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Miles. Yes. I'm telling you to use your big ass brain like Albert fucking Einstein. Oh, Whoa. I loved him in, in, in the movie. Or in what movie? I didn't see it, Zach, because we're on strike. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't call for a boycott. Or to... Yeah, well, I mean, we can't mention what right, of course. Is. Yeah, right. No, you can see it, but I can't talk about it. You can't tell it. anyone you saw it. Yeah. Keep it to your fucking self! Guess who has a big brain? Mm, probably Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Probably. Weren't we expecting that. Brain. But also me, because I've been thinking about getting a bicycle. Woo! Numtot! Albert Einstein rode a, rode a bicycle. Huh? Albert, Albert Einstein rode a bicycle. Basically, Albert Einstein did it, and that's good enough for <laughs> me. But I've been thinking about getting back into the bike life, because I'm actually wheels up in my neighborhood, I hope. Your neighborhood, neighborhood has a lot of hills. No, it's yeah. really hilly. But I used to ride a bicycle when I was a theater maven in college. And now I'm thinking about doing did it Did you say again. you did almost no shows in college? That's... Mm, that's one interpretation of what I said. I did a lot of stuff in theaters, uh, but I didn't do a play or a musical. Mm. I did one play, and it was written by a guy that was at the college, and I played an Italian landlord. You can't say the title because of the strike. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Nope, you can definitely say the title. (laughs) Certainly a non-union production. Um, But, uh, yeah, Do you want to borrow my bike? Huh? Do you want to borrow my bike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, where's the wind? The rent or the went? What did you say? What word did you say? Come on, I can't wait all day for you for the rent. It was like sort of like that. That was pretty good. I like. Come that. on, you're killing me. <laughs> that was pretty good. Crazy. I like it. it. I think, you like it, it? I like it, it. But basically, I want to sort of be like I was. You could in be Kanicki or something with that. I could be who? In Greece. Oh, Kanicki. Oh, we didn't even talk about Greece. One of the best musicals. Yeah, yeah. talk about the movie. But I, <laughs> I, I, we were talking about the stage play. We were talking about the stage performance. Stage musical, not the movie musical. Basically, I just want to get who back into a bicycle, or maybe I'll buy a longboard. Whoa. Same. I just am sort of thanks, Jack. I just sort of am in the mood that I want to be freely. Yeah. No, but, but I don't want to yeah. get a bird scooter. <laughs> Because I have to pay off freaking <laughs> what all about, the What about a board? normal scooter? Like a, a, your own? Get a, get a razor. I would get a boosted board. Yeah. Oh, but that yeah. feels a little scary. What about one of those um, weird like mono wheels? Those feel those also those like I'm going to so kill scary. myself. People on the are ripping sidewalk. around town on those. Yeah. Yeah. Ripping, it's like you hit a pebble and your skull is done. Yeah. yeah. That's why you wear a helmet. Yeah, baby. I like sitting yeah. over here. I feel like I'm I'm kind of a sidekick. We it's can't, fun. Well, it's yeah. like... It's like I'm seeing you. It's like I'm seeing you through a window because of the curtains. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit like, wow, where's Zach? He's gone now. He's over. He's ours. He what light through yonder window breaks? It is to the east, and Juliet is the sun. All right, well, I'm fucking upstage me, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm a thespian. I can't handle myself sometimes. <laughs> if well, they yeah. hear you do that monologue, they're gonna be disappointed when they hear me do the monologue. That's true. That's right. Because I'm gonna fucking be. I'm gonna say, when right as you do it in the live stream, I'm gonna do a video of me doing it. Put it right on my. You're Pinterest. gonna just say <laughs> the lines verbatim with him. Yeah, exactly. You, wait, can I tell you actually though that that part of the play stresses me out almost more than anything else because mm. 
everyone and their mother knows what saw uh what light through yonder window breaks like we all mm-hmm. know that and we've yeah. heard it and we've heard it in our head and i'm like how do i say that real? it is hard to say it in a way that is good and also like unique yeah because yeah. like, i have um uh, parting is such sweet sorrow. Yeah. yeah, I have a rose which we call any other name, but still smell, smell as sweet. Yeah, the like, lines are like, almost too iconic. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Do not you have to like, thy name, or if that will not, yeah. keep it swore my love, and I'll know it <gasps> be a Capulet. Keith is better. Keith's off book. I'm, Keith's off I'm book. close. I'm getting there. There's a lot. I'm, there's a lot I have not memorized. But the first scenes, I'm pretty good. You almost have to throw them away because it's like mm-hmm. if you put too much. That's why I don't you know which ones you yeah. get. Yeah, right. But it's really it's like Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou Romeo? Mm. Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if thou will not, be but sworn, my love, and I'll no longer be a Capulet. (gasps) It's like someone got chills, and it was me. You gotta like put so many ups and downs in the language to make it understandable. No, I've definitely been debating back and forth. (laughs) He's coming back. Uh, Here he comes. He's coming back. Here he comes. Here he comes. If I want to, we were talking about this today. Like, there's, I can do some lines, you know, just like me talking like this yeah. but also every time i read any shakespeare i'm tempted to talk like this right and yeah. you, you kind of enter into not british accent but like goofy yeah. high, high english high english high english and uh depending on what scene it it feels different Dumb. like even like the big, when they first when you first meet romeo i guess they're saying all this in a british accent because shakespeare was from britain yeah but we're not they were they were and there's a quote <laughs> <laughs> shakespeare <laughs> was from england Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the dry pop. Uh, oh, that, are we done? Uh, well, well, I want to hear what you have to say about give us a couple monologues. You're clearly t- give, give us a couple monologues. I want to hear what it is, and then we're going to end, Zach. Don't mm. get self-conscious. I no, want you to open your little book, I and I want to see it. I, we can't wait to see you all tonight <laughs> for the Romeo and Juliet. Try Guys present Choose Your Own Shakespeare. It's going to be a great time. We're all working very hard. Uh, and we hope you enjoy I mean, doing these big projects. It's something that we really love doing. The whole team, I think. I won't speak for them. We just cut to that angle. No one's that angle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but you know, and, and I know it sucks to do this as a ticketed event. It doesn't mean everyone can come, but it allows us to to put a real investment on it and make mm-hmm. the kind of content that we wouldn't be able to otherwise. So we appreciate you supporting it. We hope you can join. Uh, we really are working hard to make sure we deliver on it and then some. It's going to be a great time. What's it, the last word in the play? Then this of her, uh, Juliet and her Romeo. 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 That's it? Mm-hmm. Never was there a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. Oh. I think I might, I might have lost a word in there, but honestly, I, I, don't, got, I don't say that line. Honestly, so. I got chills and you just threw it away. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wait, it, I interrupted you. Did you have one, one more thing? Well, I was going to say, for if never. Zach calls for a line, it, the whole show's free. So... <laughs> 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 Everyone else is allowed to, but if I do it, you get all your money back. What are you going to do if you forget a line? <laughs> Fucking call panic. Line. Call line. There's someone on book. Oh, you're really going to call line? Well, because you, if, you're if not gonna these make it up? variables fuck us up so much, yeah, it's too, we really just need to get back on track. Yeah. A hope uh, is that you'll be able to sort of call for line when the camera's not on you. <laughs> you know, be like... Point. What is helpful is that because it is, you know, it's all rhymes and couplets and all that, and iambic pentameter. Which, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> you, it, it has made the memorization easier. Not that I'm, I'm nowhere near Keith yet, but like if you remember the beginning of a line, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to end this. Like your brain just kind of fills in the rhymes. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Have a good ass week. Keith, it is for the drive-by theme song. Romeo and Juliet, they're in love. Love, love, love. But they're not allowed to be in love. No, 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 no. A lot of people get murdered in the street, and the prince gets very mad. A lot of blood is shed for thee, and you think that you should be glad, but you can't be. Oh, it's Romeo and Juliet. They are now dead. They died in a tomb with Tibble. Bum, 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 bum. It's the tribe. Have a good last week. Ladder Larry.